Hello, this is Comeback. This is Connor. This is episode 139. My guest today is Dana Bradley. Dana is initially from Brooklyn, USA, and is currently living in Ho Chi Minh City, Vietnam, where she's part of the page Where in Ho Chi Minh City, which turns one year old on the 12th of August. We're going to talk a bit about background in Brooklyn, London, Ho Chi Minh City, and more, and also delve into Where in Ho Chi Minh City what it does, what it's about, and all everything that's great about Ho Chi Minh City, despite this current situation. Dana, welcome to come back. How are you this morning? Hi, Connor. Thanks so much for having me. I'm doing well today. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. I mean, as I just briefly mentioned, uh, the situation is a little bit challenging, but I think there's light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, it seems like, you know, this latest wave since April has kind of shaken up the city a bit more than it has in the past. We handled it so well last year. And I think that we're starting to see um, kind of downturn in numbers again with these mass vaccinations and just, uh, you know, more severe restrictions. So I think we're all just hoping that the light is at the end of the tunnel and we can all just get back to, to normal here and have fun exploring Vietnam. Yeah, for real. I almost occasionally forget how vibrant it used to be. Like I'll see this current situation where a trip to Annam is like Disneyland. And I think, wow, I forgot how how, how amazing it used to be. (laughs) I know exactly what you mean. It's kind of like the big, the big hurrah is my trip to the store. We were in quarantine for like 19 days in our building, which was um, you know, a challenge. It was a challenge physically. You can't really go outside, you know, a challenge psychologically because you can't, you know, these kind of claustrophobic uh, thoughts starts creeping in being like, I can't leave my house. Um, but I think it's the kind of thinking about Vietnam's vibrancy and Saigon vibrancy that's kind of been getting me through it. You know, I, ha- I take so many pictures on my phone. I have like 30,000 photos on my phone. It's kind of ridiculous. And um, being able to kind of look through these photos and kind of remember what it was just a couple of months ago, it's, it's giving me hope. Yeah, absolutely. Did you, when you were in the quarantine, was it the restrictions where the government officials would have to give you food? Were you in that bracket? Um, no, I mean, I'm not entirely sure. I, w- I wasn't like at a quarantine camp or anything like that. There was a case that was positive on our floor. So at first the whole building locked down, but then when they kind of isolated and gave everybody a couple of tests, they realized, you know, the rest of the building was free to kind of return to normal, but just out of precaution, our floor would remain quarantined. So we did like, you know, the normal quarantine process of, um, needing, um, free COVID tests, but the city wasn't as locked down before. Our friends were able to gr- drop us gro- uh, groceries and think we were able to get deliveries and the security guards would bring it up to our house. So it wasn't as bad. Um, I really feel for people who are going through the kind of quarantine situations right now and there's no delivery available except for like essentials. So um I don't, I, I think it could have been worse. I'm grateful for the situation and I'm, I'm so grateful for the, you know, the employees and volunteers um, in our building who, you know, were really trying to make our lives um, as comfortable as they can be, you know, despite having to make sure that, you know, we didn't leave our apartment. Yeah, for real. I think this situation 
is quite good at unifying people where everyone is in the same boat. And so basic things such as, you know, delivering food and volunteering becomes so valuable and crucial. Absolutely. I think it's, I think that's one of the things I love so much about Vietnam. It's just everybody kind of get, get together and there's a real unifying, we'll get through this together feeling, um, which, you know, I'm not sure other countries have the same sort of mentality. And so it's really nice to be a part of that community here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we are going to talk more in depth about Vietnam and Ho Chi Minh City in a little while. But firstly, Dana, usually to start off the podcast, I ask guests about their background. You are from Brooklyn, I believe. Do you mind telling me more about Brooklyn? Yeah, I mean, I can tell I can tell you about Brooklyn. Um, So I was born and raised Brooklyn um, and it was great. I mean, growing up in New York City was super fun. I think it's one of those things that after leaving, I left when I was 25. Um, I think it was one of those things that once I left, I realized how, how privileged and awesome it was to grow up in New York City. I think while I lived there, I kind of took it for granted. I was like, isn't this what the rest of the world is like? Kind of, you know, of course I had traveled, of course I had been other places, but um, I think it took, I, I really started to appreciate it as more than just my hometown once I was able to leave. Um, And, you know, when I was growing up, Brooklyn wasn't the kind of cool place that people think of it is now. You know, Williamsburg was not like this hip place to go hang out. And, you know, people would tell, when I would tell people I was from Brooklyn, they would kind of look at me kind of horrified, half scared and be like, oh, what's that like? Whereas now, you know, people go there on vacation and, they're like, where should I check out in Brooklyn? Which is fantastic. I love that people are getting to know this fantastic borough. Um, but um, I left uh, in 2013. I moved to London. Um, I met my husband traveling and we had kind of this crazy kind of adventure that was, you know, awesome for a couple of years. Um, but then we decided instead of traveling around the world and making our visa arrangement sort of work out in different countries we decided to get married and um i moved to london and i i mean i love london it's it's kind of my home away from home when i'm here in vietnam thinking about a place i miss i i think about missing london um and yeah it's it's kind of i i think that expat i'm sure you feel it the same way connor that kind of multiple the feeling of having multiple homes can sometimes be kind of complicated. Um, But, you know, I'm a born and raised Brooklyn girl. I love it. I love being able to go home all the time. Well, when we could go home, I love going home. Um, But it's also, you know, I have place in my heart now for London is my home. And um, yeah, I think that moving to London also was a really important time in my life because it's where I started building my career. Um, I became, um, I kind of fell into it. I was working as a media strategist in New York. And when I went to London, a friend of mine um, wanted to, she was like looking for someone to join their strategy team. Um, And she worked at this agency called JKR, which is a uh, brand, a brand design agency. So um, essentially 
how do you describe brand design? If you think about how a brand looks, packaging, however it manifests itself um, in every touch point, like how it looks on TV, how it looks in store, how it looks on an advert, all of that needs to be designed. And um, while I didn't end up working at JKR, I started working at this company called Bulletproof and you know, thus began my career in brand design um, and brand strategy. So I think that having a career and building this kind of marketing background is what connected me so much with London. Yeah, I see. And what was it about that kind of branding side of things that you really wanted to go into? How were you initially drawn into it? Well, I was really, I mean, it's a good question. I think that, you know, I really love the opportunity to be creative, um, even though I'm not, you know, I'm not a graphic designer. Um, you know, I was on the account and strategy side. I think that um, there was a resourcefulness and a creativity that just kind of like vibrated throughout the day. You know, it was an exchange of ideas. There was no right answer. It was, you know, it was a high pressure environment where, you know, you were always being pushed to be the best version of yourself to get better clients. You know, I was, you know, working at these agencies that are top tier international agencies with international clients. You know, I've worked with clients on every continent except Antarctica. And having that sort of exposure to different storytelling and uh, creative means to kind of convey um, the kind of multifaceted aspect of life and who we are as people and the stories we tell ourselves. I think that I was really drawn to that. And I mean, not to mention, you know, being surrounded by creative people is just such an inspirational place to be. You know, no, it didn't matter if you know, you were in the accounting department or if you were a designer or what department you were, everyone approached everything really creatively. And I loved that sort of open-mindedness that anything was possible. Yeah, for sure. I was actually jotting down recently things that I find important. And I think creativity definitely has to be in my top five in terms of expression and getting rid of any I don't know, any blockages. Do you think creativity is quite high on your importance agenda? Oh, absolutely. I think, I think creativity is important to everybody's lives. I don't think that, um, I think we're creative beings, like humans in our essence are creative beings. And I think at some point down the road, like someone said that creativity meant that you had to like draw or like, you know, yeah. you had to be artistic and like be able to sketch or that's what being creative meant. And I think that, you know, for a while I believed it. I think that it wasn't until I kind of reached agency life that I realized that, you know, actually creativity has lots of different forms. And, you know, cause I think also when I was at in agency life, people, some of the designers would be like, oh, well, you're not create, you're not a creative, you know, this isn't your, but that's not the attitude we should be having here because I think that we're all creative beings. Yes, I can't, you know, I don't know how to use Photoshop, you know, hand in the air. I don't know how to use Illustrator, but I think that creativity is a really powerful force. And, you know, as you said, it's, it's a means of expression. It's a, it's a means of, you know, sharing a bit of 
who you are with somebody or, and um, I think that, you know, what everything I do now living in Vietnam and kind of building these new businesses is based on the principle that creativity is, you know, is the light, it's the guiding force behind everything. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely would agree with the guiding force because I realized, and this wasn't just me, I think a lot of people did realize this, when the coronavirus was really kicking in, let's say March, April 2020 globally, everybody who was locked down in their houses relied on creativity. And what I mean by that is they either watched Netflix, which in, in, uh, which inspired creativity through actors, or they read books, or they watched movies, or they did some painting. They did something creative. And without creativity, you could argue that the lockdown would be virtually impossible. Absolutely. And I think it also is creativity is... Um it's also what makes things feel new. You know, if you do the same thing, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm a big believer in a routine, but at the same time, I'm also like, I need to change up my routine because you have to get like a new flow of energy to keep going. And I think that a lot of, you know, with COVID and lockdown, I think a lot of businesses have also needed to kind of uh, step change that creativity as well, because it's, it's, it's about thinking about new opportunities, isn't it? It's, it's thinking about how, what's a new way that I can express this or what's a new way that I can make a connection or what's a new way of, you know, taking this feeling that I'm having and kind of shift it to express myself or connect with someone. So I think that, you know, in terms of expression on a personal level, it's essential, you know, reading, writing, drawing, taking photos, cooking, it's, you know, pivotal. But I also think that one of my really, you know, my big beliefs now as a marketing consultant here is that creativity is the way, it's the lifeblood of uh, being a business owner. Yeah, absolutely. And with that, then I want to delve into two main topics. One is Vietnam and one is the work you do, as you mentioned, a marketing consultant. So let's let's start then with really Vietnam, Ho Chi Minh City. Why did you decide to come yeah. here? I mean, to, to be honest, it was a wild ride getting here. So um, as I said earlier, agency life can, you know, be high stress, high pressure. And, you know, after being in London for seven years, it was, I think, you know, my husband's a teacher. He was working at, you know, state school in London. We were both just feeling a bit burnt out. And we said, you know what? we're going to go travel. We've always wanted to travel the world. Let's take a year off. Let's go do this, you know, this type of thing. And, um, it was great. We left, I guess, two years, two years ago in July. Um, we spent several months in India, which was great. We did all of India and, um, we came to Vietnam because years before we had tried to come to Vietnam and being, you know, kind of broke backpackers ended up not being able to make it to Vietnam. We had to kind of change our course. So during this trip, we were like, we've got to go to Vietnam. We got to make up for lost times. And um, so we came, we spent Christmas in Phu Cock. We did the whole, you know, we went from Saigon, we went Hoi An, Sinang, you know, we'd like went up the coast and we wound up in Hanoi and just then COVID kind of came into full effect and mm. the border started closing and we were in Hanoi and we were like, let's just stay put. 
let's see if things get better. We don't know the rest of the world. It's like, I kind of think of it as like, you know, when you're a kid and someone says you get lost from your parents, stay where you are. Yeah, it yeah. was very, it was very much like that. We were like, we don't know if anything is going to get worse or better. And we still had, I mean, we had like the rest of our, um, our trip booked. We had flights to Japan, to Korea. We had rent, we had, um, a van booked to drive across the States. You know, we had it all, we had Glastonbury tickets, you oh, know, what? like we were like, if we're going to make this work, let's stick it out in Vietnam. We've got all of this stuff planned. It's, it's a couple of months away. Cause we were going to hang out in Hanoi for a little bit. And um, yeah, lo and behold, like things weren't getting better. Um, and at some point we kind of, you know, we got refunds for the flights <laughs> to these countries and we kind of had to like uh, shift gears. And because my husband Lee is a teacher, you know, we kind of thought, why don't you just message, why don't you email and reach out to some of these international schools um, and see, see if there's anyone that hasn't been able to come because of COVID. And just really weird twist of fate. There was a school in Saigon that only one teacher wasn't able to make it and it was the exact position that he teaches. Um, so within a week we were moving down to Saigon and he was starting in school. And so we've been in Saigon for a year now. So we've technically been in Vietnam since last January, but yeah, have been in Saigon for a year. And so obviously I had, you know, when we initially left London, I had every intention of going back to agency life. I had a career path all set out in front of me. I was gonna, you know, go back and crush it and, you know, get back into it. And I, you know, by staying in Vietnam, I was going to have to like figure out what I was going to do. I'm quite, quite an ambitious person. I like to stay busy. Um, and, you know, luckily I had, when I was in Hanoi during kind of before even lockdown happened and, but like, you know, we were still social distancing. So what was that like last April, March, um, I came across an account on Instagram called where in Hanoi and I didn't have anything to do. So I messaged her and I said, Hey, my name's Dana. I, you know, I'm a Instagram enthusiast, love photography, love copywriting. I've got a background in marketing. If you ever need any help, I'm here. And Sydney, who, you know, created the wear and brand and runs wear in Hanoi, she got in touch with me and was like, let's meet up. And it was just like, you know, from day one, we just got along so well. It was just like, you know, she's from New Jersey. I'm from New York. We just had a lot of like, you know, we're, we're both super energetic and creative and like talkative people. So we just got on like a house on fire. So um, when, when Lee got the job down here in Saigon, I don't think either of us like even approached each other. It was like, as a discussion, it was very much like, okay, so you're going to run the where in Ho Chi Minh account. Like that was it. Like it was like, oh yeah, I'm yeah. gonna do that to expand the brand because you know, we had we had someone in um, Hoi An at the time. We had all these accounts, and so going and expanding our brand and having a presence in Ho Chi Minh, like a foot feet on the ground kind of um, 
you know, presence was really important to us. So do you know what? It was the best thing that ever happened because, you know, moving to a city where your partner is working and you're in a foreign country, you don't speak the language and you're like, okay, what am I going to do? I'm trying to figure out what my life is going to look like now. And having where in Ho Chi Minh was, you know, it gave me purpose every day. I got up and I'd go explore the city. I mean, I can't drive. So I basically am single-handedly, you know, keeping grabbing business, but I would go out and see what the city was about. And I got, I got to meet people because of it. I got to, um, you know, just really get to see and immerse myself in this city because it wasn't, it wasn't just like, a, it was my whole career. Well, I don't want to say my whole career depended on it, but you know, it was like, this is a really good opportunity to get out and do something a bit different. Yeah, of course. Um, and um, have a bit of fun. I mean, I think a lot of times people work in careers, work in their office, work in their jobs, and they don't have fun doing it. And while I did, I loved working in brand design and I had a lot of fun doing it. I just, I needed something that was a bit more flexible with my life and, you know, partnering with where in Hanoi and starting where in Ho Chi Minh was, you know, a great opportunity to kind of seed myself in the city. Yeah, of course. And with that, do you mind giving me a brief overview? What is where in Ho Chi Minh City? How oh yeah, yeah. Basically. Mm. So where in Ho Chi Minh is part of the where in Vietnam family. Um, we are a lifestyle and events brand that aims to connect small and local businesses with the community. So we're community builders first and foremost. You know, we are so so lucky to have such an engaged um, and active community who, you know, like what we're doing. We are their best, you know, we love, we love to think of ourselves as like your best friend telling you where to go, what to see, verifying businesses and products to say, you know, this place is awesome. Or, you know, we're, I mean, we're only about positive positivity. We only kind of talk about businesses or experiences. Um, that we have experienced firsthand, have enjoyed. Um, and I think, that, I mean, at the end of the day, that's really, it, it's, it's being the bridge, um, being small and local business advocates, but also community advocates as well, and kind of connecting the dots with those two. So um, we are an Instagram-based brand. You'll see us, um, you know, a post could be about um, a restaurant, it could be about gym, it could be about a certain area you should go check out, it could be a bit of history about a, a monument or a statue you might have driven by 10,000 times and never really known the story about. Uh, we're about food. I mean, lots, you know, I think that everyone in Saigon is a bit of a foodie. So, uh, you know, I am no different. I like live and breathe food, especially during these lockdown times. I'm like, what's the next meal? Yeah, um, <laughs> it, it's like the one thing we have. And, um, you know, it's about art. It's about culture. It's about, it's everything that makes living in Saigon or Vietnam or Hanoi um, special. Um, and, you know, having that kind of trust where people 
you know, look to what we recommend or uh, share with them is really important to us. And it's, we have so much fun. We have so much fun doing it. You know, you get to meet people all the time. Everybody is just, um, I think there's, there's one thing I love about living here is that there's no like snobbery. Like when I think about London and New York, it's like, you know, would a restaurant owner come over and chat to you if you, or like, would they say hi to you on the street if you saw them? Yeah, sure. I, I don't, I don't think so. But like here, we're all part of the same community and um, yeah, it's just, it's really important for us to, to build that community and make those connections. Yeah. And with that, how do you decide what you're going to promote in terms of the restaurant, the culture? Do you have an idea in mind from a while or do people reach out to you with submissions? How do you decide what you're going to put on your page? I mean, it changes all the time. And I think it goes back to that creativity thing that we were talking about where, you know, sometimes we do themes, like at the moment I'm doing this looking forward series where we're talking to all different people around the city about what they're looking forward to once um, lockdown is over. But in terms of restaurants, I mean, it's word of mouth. It's someone saying, you should go check out this place. It's, um, it's highlighting a place that everybody loves to go. You know, some of some of the most popular posts are the ones that everybody loves. You know, uh, I've posted some uh, pictures of uh, Way Corner, which was, you know, a, it's a restaurant up in uh, Tao Dien. And, you know, how many comments of, oh, I love this place. I love this place. And it's just sometimes people love to see the places that they love reflected, you know, sharing the love. Um, so I think that it kind of, it really does change weekly and daily. We try, you know, we, we post, uh, six days a week. We have, um, we do a mixture between grid posts and stories and, you know, it is hard to find content all the time to always think, you know, anybody who kind of posts regularly on social media will tell you it's really hard to, to kind of do that every day to think of the different ideas. And so I think it's, it has to come from the gut and about what you think you're inspired by, what you think um, you think people are gonna react to. But I think there's also, we're really lucky that our community tells us what they wanna see. You know, I get messages all the time like, ooh, um, do you know where I could get this? Or do you know, would love to see more about jewelry places. And we like put up a post about that. So, sure. you know, you know, at the end of the day, I've only posted two pictures of myself on that account and it's been a year. The first was the second post and you don't know which one's me because I'm in a group of people. <laughs> and last week I posted a picture of myself as part of the Looking Forward series because, you know, I talked to so many people on there and like, I should probably let people know who I am. You know, I've met people, we've done giveaways and I've gone to meet up with people to give them, you know, their prize. And they were like, I didn't know who I was looking out for. I have no idea what you look like. And I'm like, yeah, that's kind of the point. Like, you know, this, it, the accounts about the city and you'll know firsthand that the city changes all the time. It's vibrant. There's always something going on. So, um, you know, finding the next, we find inspiration anywhere we can. Yeah, sure. Um, and that's part of the magic of it where you don't know what the next post is gonna be.
Yeah, I mean, this next question leads on from it and it might be difficult to say. What is the typical okay. day in the life of where in Ho Chi Minh City? As in, what would a typical day look like? Or is it so different every day mm -hmm. that it's hard to answer? I mean, it's not so different. I think that, you know, it's it's kind of like a lockdown in like pre or post lockdown. You know, before I was, I because, you know, I I split my time with where in Ho Chi Minh and my marketing consultancy uh, freelance work I do. So I, I'm kind of, you can find me anywhere in the city. I don't, at the moment, I, I don't live in Tao Dien, which is kind of, you know, the expat enclave. Um, so I feel, I, you could find me like anywhere. I would go to D1, I was in D7, or D2, D3. I was always in some sort of coffee shop or, you know, having a meeting with somebody, uh, going to meet a new business or meet a new client or whatever it was. Um, so, you know, I really believe in, you know, not really forcing, you can't really force creativity. So I, you know, sometimes would work at home just to, you know, maybe get some stuff done. But, you know, there is a bit to be said about being in a cafe and meeting up with some other freelancers and trying to get some work done. Um, I think, you know, in the morning, you know, I'm trying to get out of the habit of getting on my phone immediately. But, you know, I also want to see the messages. I want to connect with the people who have sent messages overnight, see how posted, because at the end of the day, you know, I'm a marketing professional and I want to see how my posted so I can learn for, you know, my next post, you know, did people, did people respond to that post? When did I post it? You know, what sort of insights can I get? Ooh, I can see that this really can people connected with, how can I get some, how can I riff on that idea and get some more um, content rolling off of that? So, um, you know, I also connect uh, weekly with Sydney up in Hanoi. We're partners in every sense of the word. Um, we are currently, you know, we kind of run these wear in businesses, but, you know, my check-ins with Sydney are at the beginning of the week. It's, it's what gets me going. It's what get, you know, uh, keeps keeps me on course because I think we both just have a real belief in what this brand can be. Um, and we have a huge belief in the power of shopping local and supporting local businesses. You know, she comes from a marketing background as well. And I think we want to be able to share our marketing backgrounds with the community here. You know, yeah, I, I've worked with all of these really big names, but you know, being able to kind of translate that uh, that professionalism and that experience and that knowledge and and share it with the community here behind the scenes is really important to us. So, um, you know, we're in the process of creating this kind of, I like to think of it as the other side to the same coin called where businesses grow which is about supporting small and local businesses who want to help with the, who want help with their marketing um, because of where in Ho Chi Minh and where in Hanoi we talk to small businesses all the time you know and they look at our page oh I love what you're doing I love what you're, do what you're doing I'd love to be able to do something like that or you know I, I really want to get a hold I want to I want to be present on social media, but I'm just not really sure where to start or 
you know, I know I have a great product, but I don't have a, you know, my branding needs help. Um, and, you know, we were getting asked to do it so often. Um, we just thought that we could help create this kind of, uh, this, this kind of separate sister brand to where in Ho Chi Minh and where in Hanoi that kind of translates the marketing uh, knowledge to the, to the local community as well. Um, so, I mean, to answer your question, what's everyday like? I mean, who knows? It's, it, inv it involves food, coffee, traveling around and meeting new people. But, you know, the specifics around the people you're meeting or where you're going, um, it kind of is, you know, it changes. But at the end of the day, it's the same, you know, showing up in our DMs, showing up in our content and making sure that people feel supported. Yeah, that does sound lovely and amazing. Food, coffee, <laughs> traveling, it's like those are the three best things and you've just combined them all into one for your job. Yeah, it's, you know, I feel really lucky. I mean, to be honest, I, I can't say it's not, it's not without stress, you know, and it's, not to say that like it does there aren't some downsides to like not downsides but like you know if you've been working in an office in a really long time and all of a sudden you go to this kind of patchwork of freelance it can be a bit disorienting especially when you're in a different country and you know i've only been in ho chi minh for a year now so i'm only you know i think that you know it's it was really funny when i first started i had friends here who like lived here for like you know eight ten years and they'd be like Ooh. where should i go for lunch and i was like i don't know and they were like well you're wearing ho chi minh and i was like you're right and so quickly i had to really immerse myself in like all things saigon um and i really feel like i've lived here for years now you know because it's the, the kind of warp speed of having to get to know the city um, really quickly, but it is fun. I have a great time doing it. And um, I mean, it gets, I, I'm passionate about photography. I love copywriting. I love, you know, it does, there is something really special about the account being able to kind of fuse all of my passions together in one place. Yeah, it's of great. Course. With that, um, you mentioned the bit where it's not without stress. One of the themes of Comeback, the podcast, is Comeback from Adversity, which always touches upon challenges faced. Now, mm. maybe with coronavirus or with anything else, this can be with where in Ho Chi Minh City or previous endeavours that you've gone through. What are the main challenges that you've faced in this journey so far? <sighs> I mean... I think it's a good question. I mean, I think that there is always the the level of uncertainty. You know, there was a there was a huge amount of faith that I had to just have in the universe that we'd be okay. We were scared there for a really long time. You know, we we were kind of stuck abroad. Um, you know, we didn't know what we were gonna do. I didn't. How? What were what were we gonna do? And um, I think that kind of channeling that uncertainty into kind of like a blind faith that we were going to, everything was going to work out. You know, I'm, I'm a big believer that everything always works out in the end. And, you know, we just had to have faith that everything was going to work. And, you know, faith is not an easy practice. Um, 
it requires like this level of surrender. And if you're a control freak like me, that's a challenge. Um, I think that, you know, connecting with that kind of spiritual side was really important. And I think I grew that practice, especially when we were traveling as well. You know, we didn't know whatever, you know, we had money in the bank and no plans in India. Um, and when I had, when I was in London, I think I, everything was kind of already mapped out and I kind of wanted to practice that, you know, facing each day with the uncertainty of how it would end, which is exciting, but for me, terrified me. Um, I think also, you know, I'm a, I'm a big advocate for meditation. I'm a big advocate for journaling and kind of those two practices for me, help me stay sane because again, you know, a lot of my job and a lot of, you know, is on, it's on social media, which I think we all know, we've all seen the headlines that, you know, spending too much time on social media can have adverse effects on your mental health. So, you know, on one side, you know, stopping the scroll, like you don't want to spend all your time on your phone, but at the same time, when your business is on social media, uh, having to know what other people are doing you know how do you keep tabs on you know your competitors or people who you find inspiring or people you know partners you know if there's always another opportunity with each scroll yeah of course and I, yeah i found that challenge too with comeback i've been trying to go more email based but i often find my guests via social media so i'm trying to find the balance yeah I'm sure you're trying to do the same it's, you know, I, I kind of think I've surrendered to the fact that, you know, I'm, I'm on social media. I do have screen time alerts to kind of um, tell me how long I've been on my phone. Um, does, do I do it every day? No. <laughs> but, you know, I do think it's about, it's, it's, it's a real practice and mindfulness and it being intentional about um, I'm not going to be on my phone right now. And I think, especially if you live with somebody, you know, you want to respect their time and space as well and not just be on your phone. So I think for me, that's probably the biggest challenge is like stepping away. But at the same time, when your opportunities come through it, you do have to find ways to balance it and set boundaries because, you know, social media is a tool for good. I think it, it, I think it does a lot of good. It connects people, you know, you're from abroad as well. It helps me feel connected to home or whichever home that is, you know, New York, London or wherever, you know. Um, so I think that it's really about being intentional with how you're choosing to, to show up, um, whether, you know, you put time in your diary and say, you know, these are the times I'm going to be on, um, online, you know, people did that, you know, when I was in London, I had a client who she had a, at her email signature. I only check emails at nine 30 and at two. And I thought that was bonkers. I thought it was crazy. You always had to be on your email. What if a client message, you know, what if, what if, you know, your boss sent you an email that needed to be actioned right away? You had to be reactive. Um, and she's had that on her email signature. I thought it was crazy, but now I get it so much because you do have to kind of carve out time or else you'll just get sucked in. Um, 
you know, another one I've seen people do is they set kind of alarms. So they'll be like, okay, I'm going to be on my phone for 20 minutes. So they put like a timer on and they'll do it because it's one of those things that it'll just zap the time just flies, doesn't it? You're yeah, just it on does. Your phone. Yeah, it does. And you realize it you just flies and you're hour. like, you had the last hour just scrolling through Instagram. You think that, that went so quick. It, exactly. And so you do, you know, it's about like, it's about being intentional and you know, I'm saying this, do I practice what I preach all the time? No, you know, but like, it's about showing up each day and being like, okay, I'm going to try to do better today. Um, and I don't make, want it to sound like, you know, I've got like, you know, like a problem or anything like that, but like, you know, when you are on a kind of, um, such a reactive and quick moving platform like Instagram, you really as um, it can it can take time away. And like also, not to mention, I think one of the biggest things for me has been um, a challenge is going from that big a lot of people here um, in Saigon and abroad as well who you know, that is, it, it is a, it is a, it is a switch that you have to do. You know, you do have to find your morning routine. You have to, um, you know, you have to find those kind of pockets of like, I'm going to do my work during this time because, you know, I, all of a sudden I find myself without a boss being like, okay, I'm expecting that by 3 PM today. When you're your own boss, you're like, ah, maybe I won't do it like yeah, you know yeah. but this you know and that was something I had to learn in the beginning and now I've got like a really nice routine I've got you know I've got a nice steady stream of clients who you know keep me more than busy and occupied um, and yeah it's it's about finding that new routine I think yeah, that has made it successful I see and uh, with that, then, we're going to delve more into Saigon before the closing. Mm-hmm. What are your favorite things about Saigon? And in terms of looking forward, what are you going to do when this is all over? I know that's tricky. Oh, <laughs> oh I mean, what am I not going to do, Connor? Um, <laughs> like, I've got like, I genuinely, I'm, I'm a really big like list maker. I've got like my practical things I need to do, like, you know, need to get my face moisturizer. I need to get my face washed. And then I've got like, I'm going to go out to this bar. I'm going to go and get, check out this restaurant. Um, I mean, the thing I love about Saigon is, I mean, where to start? I love the food. I mean, it's just fantastic here. I mean, I love learning about Vietnamese food. I love learning about the Vietnamese um, culture through Vietnamese cuisine, you know? And I just can't wait to be able to just, you know, go out and have like a casual pho by the, you know, side of the road or Bon Dio or Bun Tit Nuong or, you know, these are the things that uh, I kind of miss and why I love being here. Um, but I also love the kind of restaurant scene here as well. and you know, you can have these fantastic experiences, um, great food, great um, design, great um, experience overall that I think I'm just longing for. Um, 
just, it's the way that I celebrate, you know, it's the way that I celebrate life is by going out and seeing friends and um, enjoying the moment. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that, um, getting back to that. Um, I love, what else do I love about Tacon? I love the, the kind of uh, ingenuity here. There's always, there's always someone creating, you know, there's always a new business. There's always uh, someone introducing something. There's always someone ad, uh, overcoming some adversity to, to accomplish something. There's always new business connections. Um, you know, I think we're, we're here during a really interesting time where, you know, the economy has, you know, it was the only Asian country last year to grow during COVID. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, there's all of the, all of these schools and education is being prioritized. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of opportunity here and you can, it's just, you know, it just kind of floats in the air and everyone you kind of talk to, doesn't matter the industry, it can be manufactured, supply, it can be art, it can be music, it can be food, it can, you know, there's just this real sense of opportunity here. And that's, that's so inspiring to be around, you know, there's always a story to be told and there's always something to, to learn about here. And I do, I, it's, it's the most inspiring place I've lived. Um, I love it. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with you in terms of the variety of so many different things, which I'm not sure I've, I've only lived in Manchester, Sheffield and Saigon, so I don't really know too much about the rest of the world yet. But I can't imagine there are too many other cities out there that are as vibrant and diverse as Saigon. No. Oh, absolutely. Like, you know, I don't, I've, sure, I've, I've lived in New York and London, and, you know, I've been, I, I've been some other places, but I, you know, it's sometimes, I don't know if you get this feeling, but I'll be on the back of the bike and partially I don't want to learn to drive so that I can stay on the back of the bike and just watch the city as you know we drive around and it just kind of hits me sometimes you know the sun is shining it's a nice day out you know it's hot or it's cool or whatever it is you know and um I just I'm like wow I live here I'm so lucky I'm so lucky this is you know it's you get to see so much on the back of the bike and I genuinely like I don't think I'll ever learn to drive because I love it that like just watching the city and watching other drivers and just watching everybody kind of um, go about their daily lives and um, it's just I, I feel really lucky. Yeah of course and with that uh, Dana coming to the end of the conversation the question that I always ask the guests toward the end is what would you like to achieve in the near future? This can be with where in Ho Chi Minh City or beyond. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, isn't that, isn't that the million dollar question? Yep. Um, <laughs> it, what do I want to achieve? Um, I want to achieve, what do I want to achieve? Um, I want to keep, you know, where in Ho Chi Minh is you know, this passion project I have, you know, keep growing the brand, you know, we have a team. Um, we have a team. I have my friend Dana is a co-creator that we're the two Danas. Um, and, you know, I want to keep growing the team because I think that 
as a brand, we have a lot to offer the city. Um, I want to keep, um, I want to be able to work with small and local businesses, you know, here and abroad to really empower themselves to, to know that they've got a great business and to share that with the world. Um, and I guess at the end of the day, I just, I want to have some fun. I want, I want to feel creative. I want to help people. I want to feel that my purpose is being manifested, that I'm helping people and it's not just for me, you know, by creating brands and businesses or whatever it is, it's for the, the benefit of other people. So, you know, that's what I aspire to. I want to, I want to be better every day. Yeah. And with that, Dana, where can we find out more about what you do on social media? Okay. Yeah. So you can follow where in Ho Chi Minh at, um, so it's at where in HCMC. You can also find our sister brands at, uh, at, where in Hanoi, where in Vietnam, where in Hoi An, where in Da Nang, uh, where in Dalat. <laughs> um, you can also find out about where businesses grow um, at where businesses grow on Instagram. Uh, so yeah, come find us on Instagram, have some fun, join our community. Sounds excellent. Well, Dana, um, I followed the page for a while and I've really enjoyed looking at it and seeing where to go in Saigon once this is all over. Thank you very much for your time today. I've really enjoyed the conversation and keep up the good work. I really look forward to seeing what you do next. Oh, thank you, Connor, so much. Hopefully I didn't talk you off too much. <laughs> uh, it's absolutely fine. <laughs> thank, thank you so much. It's so nice to be able to tell, share these stories with your audience. So thank you. Thank you very much. Take care. Take care.